When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get Booked listeners, welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books that we just can't resist shouting about. This is Amanda Nelson, and today's Hand Cell is The Hole by Hya Young Pyun and translated by Sora Kim Russell. Before we get to it, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95 and she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's talk about creepy weird fiction. So this is a bestseller in Korea, and it's done pretty well here too. Uh, it's a psychological thriller about a man named Ogi, who has just woken from a coma after a really awful car accident in which his wife died. And he has been left paralyzed and like very badly disfigured, bedridden, can't move. You know, the whole nine. So his caretaker, after he leaves the hospital, is his mother-in-law, who is a widow and, of course, is dealing with her own issues about the loss of her daughter. Ogi and his wife's relationship was strained by the time 
she died. And as the book unfolds, you get more and more background information about why that is. And while they were married, her only real kind of hobby or interest was the cultivating the garden that was in their front yard. And Ogie's uh, mother-in-law, who takes care of him now, has taken over that job, except instead of taking care of the garden, she just keeps digging more and more holes that get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, she's also increasingly hostile to Ogie as time goes on, and not just hostile, but like abusive and then harmful and creepy, <laughs> increasingly more and more creepy. And of course, he cannot move or advocate for himself or defend himself in any way. So this situation just gets more and more tense and escalates. It's got big misery vibes, as I'm sure you can gather from the description that I've told you about. If you've not read Misery, it's the Stephen King novel where a famous writer gets into a car accident and is paralyzed and is kept like held hostage by what, his biggest fan who keeps him uh, in her house, but turns out to be not well and uh, is very abusive to him. Anyway, so it got big vibes, you know, big misery vibes. But it's family, so it's it's almost worse. Like, it's creepier because it's his family, and his mother-in-law knows more than uh, he assumed she did about his marriage and how that was unfolding. And, you know, you, you go into this book, obviously, thinking that he's a victim, but then, is he? Like, as, the, as it goes on and on, like, is he, though? I mean, yes, but also no, but also, is he... Did he bring this on himself? Oh, creepy. And then you feel weird about asking whether or not someone who's being obviously abused is brought it on himself. Like, that feels so victim blamey. It's just well, it's a psychological thriller, right? That's what they do. They tear you up inside a little bit. They make you question your own perspective. Um, they make you question what you think is actually happening. Really unreliable narrator, but also pretty reliable. Like, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm like making this this six of one half dozen of the other face because the truths that he tells you about the situation as it's unfolding in front of you are real. She is a terrifying figure. But the truths that he's telling you about himself and his marriage and his blamelessness maybe aren't so real. And so it's hard to know what's true and what isn't. It's so little. It's like less than 200 pages, but it's packed with this just complete claustrophobic terror. Um, you almost never leave his room, um, except in some of the flashbacks. So highly recommend, you know, I think that a lot of us are coming into this new year. Well, by the time this episode goes up, it'll be February, but um, into 2021, a lot of us were having reading slumps or weren't able to focus on reading in any kind of way. And I think a really short, fast paced thriller is a great way to dive back in because you're not going to be able to put it down. And then you'll have finished a book in 2021. And congratulations. So that's The Whole by Hyai Young Pyon, translated by Sora Kim Russell. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. You can email us at getbooktobookride.com. Review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us online. I'm Amanda, Amanda, obviously. I'm on Instagram at I'm Amanda Nelson. And Jen, my co-host, is on Twitter at Jen IRL or on Instagram at I am Jen IRL. Two N's. We will talk to y'all on Thursday. Have a good one. <laughs>